Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, welcome again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man. Mike, the Cap Kapler's with me. We're just sitting down in our weekly chat about the grace of God, the love of God, the forgiveness, the mercy, the good news. That's what we're here to talk about right here on Growing in Grace. Cap, it's good to have you uh, with me again here after uh, six years of doing this program together. Yeah, it's nice being able to do it with somebody. I mean, you or I could do this solo if we wanted to, but it's nice uh, being able to go back and forth and uh, express different thoughts about this new identity that we have in Christ. And that's something we've been talking about for the past six years. We are now in our seventh year, I guess it's official, focusing in on our identity in Christ, His unconditional love for you and me. I know what we're going to talk about here is going to be pretty pretty interesting and maybe radically different for some people out there who maybe have attended church for years. It's radically different. When I began to uh, discover radical grace, like what we talk about here on this program, to me there was like three major pillars. There might be more than that, but there's three that come to mind right off the bat that began to change my life and change the way I think about God, the Bible, and everything related to it. And I'll go in the order in which I learned them. By and large, I learned these three things. There were other teachers afterward who I learned more from, but I learned these things from a a pastor that you know, Joel, uh, back at that time, who had transitioned from a typical sort of traditional gospel teaching, if you will, to a, a radically changed grace gospel. And as he began to teach this, the three things I learned from him were, number one, I didn't have to confess my sins to be forgiven. That was a relief. Changed my life. <laughs> Number two, we, we are the, the righteousness of God. We are now right with God, and it's not based on keeping the law or the commandments or anything that we do or don't do. We're just righteous as a gift. The, in other words, the, the foundation of the gospel is his righteousness revealed in us. And the third thing that we're going to talk a little bit about today, at least in the context of this, he taught something, Joel, one Sunday, and I don't think I was feeling well. I did not go to church that day. My wife came home with a tape, a cassette tape back at that time, and I could tell by the look on her face something was up. She said, listen to this. It changes everything we believe. Wow. (laughs) And I thought, i got to pop this puppy in. She says, this changes everything. And what it was, he was teaching about the, the Sermon on the Mount, some call, the, call it the Beatitude section there in Matthew. And what he was referring to briefly as we get into this was that much of what Jesus was teaching there, and even in other places in the four Gospels, but covering this passage in Matthew, what he was teaching was the law. And he was teaching it to Jewish people there, and he was trying to lift up the law to draw people to himself. In other words, most people will read this passage for several chapters and think that this is the new covenant now. We're in the book of Matthew. We're past Malachi, so it's got to be the new covenant, right? And that Jesus was producing this new teaching to the people and that we were to abide by these words, this list of stuff that Jesus was encouraging people in. This this is the mentality that much of the church world has, and and we're here to talk about some of that today. 
Yeah, it's, I think, a very important thing. And I think what you're talking about, Cap, some would describe as what Paul said. He used the words, rightly divide the word of truth. Here's something that helped me to help me to understand this even further, I suppose. God said a lot of things. He said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But just because God said it doesn't mean that it's for me to follow. God said that for a particular reason at a particular time under a particular covenant to a particular group of people. <laughs> he said those words to the Jews who were under that covenant. At the same time, Jesus did come teaching as an Old Covenant teacher. He taught a lot of the Old Covenant. That's sometimes hard for us to understand, I know, because we think, well, it's Jesus. It's it's Jesus. He's he's the one that died for us, and and so we're to follow the teachings of Jesus. But we got to have that understanding that before the cross, Jesus did come teaching the Old Covenant, and he did it for a reason, because the Old Covenant did come for a reason. Jesus came to fulfill that Old Covenant, you know, the law and everything in it. But anyway, he, Jesus came and he taught the law, as you said, Cap, for a specific reason. And, and a big reason is because the, through the law is the knowledge of sin. Through the law, mankind was condemned. It, it was necessary to have the law. It was necessary for Jesus to teach the law. But after the cross... Everything changed. Everything changed after the cross. And so when Jesus would teach something before the cross, it wasn't necessarily a new covenant teaching. A lot of it was old covenant. So I think it's important to have that foundation as, as, we, as we look at a lot of the words that Jesus said. Yeah, and there's a lot we could talk about in these uh, verses and chapters in Matthew, but the thing we were going to focus on today, if we can squeeze it in, is this comment that Jesus made because a couple of programs ago, we sort of had a little anniversary program where we reminisced last week, but a couple of programs ago we were talking about our identity in Christ, and, and part of your identity in Christ, uh, a component of that is that you are forgiven. It's already happened. Forget about you're forgiven up to this point. You're forgiven past, present, and future. It's all been taken care of through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we talked about some of that, and we'll talk some more about it, because Jesus made this statement in Matthew. He says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, if you forgive people of their sins, uh, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I used to hear this taught and preached, Joel, from the New Testament pulpit for years. You don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Why is this not a true statement today on this side of the cross? Man, that's a big one. And um, I've personally... <laughs> Uh, I won't. I don't know how to word it. I've I've kind of had it out with somebody one time on this subject, and but I, it was important to me. I was passionate about it, and, I, and it was I was trying to defend a friend who was having a hard time not only forgiving others but also forgiving himself for some of the things that he had done. Uh, and this verse was kind of used against him that if he doesn't forgive others. God's not going to forgive him. And this person was adamant that uh, Jesus said it, it's in the word, and, and so we've got to follow it. But again, that whole foundation that Jesus said that before the cross, it was something that was under the old covenant, which was performance-based. If you don't do this, then God will get you for that. If you do do this, and so on and so forth. But after the cross, what happened was that forgiveness came, the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry in which God, through the blood of Jesus, forgave the sins 
of mankind. And so, yeah, before the cross, if you didn't forgive other people, your Heavenly Father wouldn't forgive you. But after the cross, we find, well, we find some key verses, Cap. There are a few things, like in Paul's writings, where we find that after the cross, things change. For example, Ephesians 4.32, Paul says this, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. That's past tense. Notice the contrast in this sentence between the, what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. Paul is saying, here, here's an exhortation. Forgive each other. Why? Because Christ has already forgiven you. That's, that's a flip. It's a complete flip from Jesus' old covenant teaching to Paul's new covenant teaching. Big difference there. Yeah, and what was that verse you just read? Uh, that was Ephesians 4.32. Yeah, that's what I thought. And he kind of refers to the same thing in Colossians. That word forgiving, Joel, there's a note in my Bible about this. Uh, in the Greek, the word forgiving, it means to, to do a favor, to show kindness unconditionally, to give freely, to grant forgiveness or to forgive freely. Uh, and then it says the word is from the same root as the, the word we get grace in the Greek from the same root, forgive, also from the same root as grace, which we talk a lot about here on Growing in Grace. But uh, the point that you're making is so important because what Jesus was referring to back before the cross where he was teaching the law to people, trying to bring them to the end of themselves, where he said, hey, forgive or you won't be forgiven. Now on this side of the cross, we see where Paul said, you know, now that you're new in Christ, this new nature in you, the very nature of God resides in you, Forgive one another, just as God has forgiven you. So you see the difference? We give not to be forgiven, but because we're forgiven. And the other thing to point out here too, Joel, even though I don't, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but in this passage in Matthew where Jesus is teaching the law to people under the old covenant, you know, right before that verse where he said, forgive or you won't be forgiven, right before that is an old covenant prayer that constantly gets recited here in the new covenant. And it's often referred to as the Lord's Prayer. But it's, it's an old covenant prayer. I'm not going to break it down piece by piece here, but it says right there, forgive us our debts as we forgive, and don't lead us into temptation, uh, but deliver us from the evil one. Well, you look under the New Covenant teachings of Paul, and you'll see that we already have been delivered. It's, it's something that's already been done, but not before the cross. Right, and so it's important that we point this out, that Obviously, we are not against Jesus <laughs> and the things that he said. The red letters, as as it's sometimes referred to, they're in red-letter editions of the Bible, where all the words of Jesus are printed in red. Obviously, we're not against that. We just realize that it had its place. It had its time and its place. But now, you know, especially, you know, looking at this, the Lord's Prayer, and all that he says there, all of this has been fulfilled. Jesus said this before it was fulfilled, and then he himself went ahead and fulfilled it. And so now we live, on, as you say, on the other side of the cross where all of that is fulfilled. And so whereas forgiveness used to be a requirement, it was a requirement that people forgave others, otherwise God wouldn't forgive them. But now that has been fulfilled, and so now it's not that we're required to forgive, but we're, we're encouraged to forgive others. Why? Because God in Christ has already forgiven us, and so let's pass that forgiveness on to others as well. It's very important that we note the difference between what happened before, and, and especially here, let, let's note this, 
the redemption that we have, the forgiveness that we have, is not because we've forgiven others. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, and so on and so forth. So the redemption that we have is not because we've done anything to deserve it or to earn it, through forgiving others or through confession of sin or through whatever, the redemption, the forgiveness that we have is completely and solely through the blood of Jesus and nothing else. That's an excellent point. And yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, we're not against the words of Jesus. Of course, we don't mean that they're, they're void or of no effect. This is awesome stuff, what we're talking about here. You can see the roadmap from the Old Covenant into the New. And this transition period here in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is even more fascinating. But understanding, as you said, Joel, rightly dividing the word of truth and understanding where we're at today versus where those people were at back then before the cross. Well, Cap, throughout this program, we've mentioned a few times that under the Old Covenant, even in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus taught certain things, and they were Old Covenant teachings. They were things that were said to the people who were under that Old Covenant. Why would Jesus teach those things? Why would we as Christians today who love Jesus and who know Jesus and have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, why would we no longer follow those words of Jesus? Let's talk more about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.